How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. You know, we, we had Ross Tucker on uh, just a few moments ago. What was your biggest takeaway uh, from from anything that Ross Tucker said? I mean, we kind of hit all points with him, um, but... You asked a couple of really good questions in regards to the Texans and Kenyon Green, which I enjoyed. Anything else stand out to you from uh, Tucker's analysis? What he said about Kenyon Green and what he said about Bryce Young, it was obvious to me the reason I circled back to talk about Bryce Young based on things he said that he's watched him a lot. Mm-hmm. And because I've tried to watch every game he's played, I did, I think I said a deep dive on Bryce Young yesterday in which I got on the internet and read stories read quotes about him, read, listened to a podcast with Daniel Jeremiah, who's my favorite guy on the NFL Network, now that Mike Mayock was not on there anymore. And because uh, I think there's a good chance Texans are going to draft him. And what I'm really interested in finding out from former players and really good scouts is how his lack of size will affect the way he plays and how important it is to make sure you have somebody – who can coach him? You can't coach him the way you coach Trevor Lawrence, who's almost six six, and Justin Herbert, who's almost six six. You can't do that. One of the reasons Drew Brees, who was six foot even, is one of the all time greats. He learned how to slide to his right, slide to his left. He wasn't a runner, but he could throw between. Learn to throw between the linemen, mm-hmm. and of course, he was accuracy. And Bryce Young has everything you want in a quarterback except the size. But if you coach them right, you can make it work. And and the thing he said about Kenyon Green uh, needing to get stronger because he's susceptible to the bull rush, which we saw. And, of course, he'll work on his technique. The thing about getting stronger, that's easy. You get your butt in the weight room, you do what your strength and rehab coach tells you, and you're going to get stronger. And that's why I expect Kenyon Green to back, bounce back big time next season. He's John McClain, presented by Horn Solutions. Sean Bajani, you're listening to KILT, KILT HD2, an Odyssey station. Got a giveaway. Texans fans, you can call now, 713-572-4610, Caller number five wins front row seats to Sunday's matchup with the Jacksonville Jaguars. 713-572-4610, Caller five wins right now. Make sure you're listening to Sports Radio 610. All day today for your cue to call, and you could be sitting in the bullpen for the final home game of the season. John, I wanted you to keep some things fresh in your mind in regards to uh, Bryce Young, in particular what Ross Young, uh, Ross Young, <laughs> Ross Tucker said about Bryce Young. You asked him a really, really good question, just in terms of being coached at the next level, and 
I, I thought it was kind of interesting the way that he laid it out, and I took notes of it. I'm trying to find it here. He needs to be ha, he needs to have his play calls called differently. It's different from a smaller guy in the pocket the way that he needs to be coached. And I think you maybe just alluded to it, right? Do you think that's kind of what he was talking about in relation to um, Drew Brees and what you'd said to him and how he, you know, figured out how to maneuver in the pocket, sliding to the left, sliding to the right, you know, being able to throw between the linemen and things like that? Was Is that kind of what, where you were going for, the answer you were looking for from Tucker? Uh, the fact that he's a pocket passer who can throw on the run. It's like he said, that he doesn't get a lot of direct hits. And he was talking about the way Russell Wilson bails out of pressure and then buys time till he finds a receiver down the field. Bryce Young does that too. He can drop back in the pocket. He's got a good arm. Not a great one, but a good one. He's very accurate. He has great pocket presence. And I watched enough of his games to see numerous times, thought sure he was going to get sacked. And he felt the pressure and he bailed out. He would turn, you know, Russell Wilson's great at turning to his left. And even though he's right-hander and throwing the ball down the field, Bryce Young can do that. And, um, and but he don't, you don't want him just dropping back in the pocket. And he's, he, he plays again in the biggest stadiums. Mm-hmm. He plays in front of crowds much bigger than NFL. And he's playing against the best competition in college football. Uh, uh, he said that uh, he hadn't had a bad game. And um, yeah. he has some games that are not up to his usual standard, but yeah. not just a bad game. Ross said, uh, you know, a bad game for him is not a, might be a good game for others because right. he's been so great. And one of the things Ross didn't mention, this is a fact, he didn't have great talent skill position this year like he had last year. And yet he didn't have the kind of same kind of stats but he still played great to separate himself. And uh, it's interesting to me, some people still have C.J. Stroud right ahead of him. By the time all the evaluation process is done, and we've just tipped tip, tip of the iceberg, uh, maybe Stroud will end up being number one. Maybe Will Levis will be number one. But I know this, if you have one of those quarterbacks you want, you better get him at number one. Yeah, because if you get the second pick and the Bears, Bears say, "Okay, give us that second one." You're like, "We're not going to do that." Well, here's another team that's got two ones saying, "We'll do it." Yeah, and then you lose the quarterback. Ah, uh, you, you just want. you lose control. You know, the Texans that's exactly are one point way on. to put it. Sean. You, you lose control. You lose control. The Texans, you know, for it looked like they were going to control their own destiny, and damn it, you know. They won a game last week. And they weekend, still might. And, and they still might. You know, we just don't know how this thing's going to shake out. Now, look, you said you've done a deep dive into Bryce Young, and, um, you know, we can get a little bit more into that. But you've done this for a really long time. You've, you've evaluated talent. You've talked to guys over, you know, decades and decades. When it comes to quarterback, and, it, well, is there something, uh, one constant that you can recall hearing? Two. About guys that that have made it in the league, that have taken that next step, that that maybe you're hearing or that you've observed or you've read, seen, whatever, in a Bryce Young or a C.J. Stroud or a Will Levis. Unfortunately, when you're being evaluated, uh, say from your bowl game on, it's about your size and your arm. 
You make it in the NFL because of your decision-making and your accuracy. Now, you got to have a good arm. Bryce Young's got a good arm. He didn't have a Trevor Lawrence or John Elway or an Andrew Luck or Brett Favre arm. Very few do. But his arm is not an issue. And the key is, is he accurate and does he make good decisions? Tom Brady didn't have a great arm, but he's he's the best quarterback in history because he is fearless. He loves competition, the tougher the situation. He likes it. He makes great decisions, and he's accurate. Throws guys open, you know, puts guys in Mm -hmm. small windows, and Young can do all that. Does he need to improve? Of course he does. But those there's not one thing where people say he doesn't do this well. The only thing they worry about is his size, that he's thin, that he looks almost frail. He can get on a weight program, and he might – Gained five or ten pounds over a couple of years. You know, Russell Wilson had a big butt coming out of Wisconsin, and he was thick. Kyler Murray had quickness <laughs> and speed like no other small quarterback. Mike Drew Brees was six foot. Michael Vick was six foot and a quarter. And at the time in two thousand one, people are like, "Oh my God, they're so short." Yeah. But now it's not as big an issue. Baker Mayfield, I don't know what he's listed at. I don't. The only thing I go by what they're listed is the combine, because that's when they yeah, measure. Official, yeah. As I told you earlier, Sean, it's amazing every year at the combine. Guys shrink. Oh <laughs> well, God, they had him listed at six three in college, and he's six one and a quarter. Yeah, Mayfield six one two fifteen uh, is what he's listed at currently. Was that what he was the combine? Uh, no, you look that was at currently. Yeah, no, I don't but care about It's current. been a little while. You Teams know. don't measure them. Texans have the same weights year after year on their roster. And I think players who bust their butt off season to get stronger or gain weight or lose weight, they ought to be have their weights out there oh, God. every single year so we can see. They're going to make me do math. Uh, weight, at least that's in pounds. Uh, 215 pounds for Baker at the Combine, 72.63 inches, so... Yeah, almost six one. Two fifteen is really good. Mm-hmm. Kyler Murray, they were worried might weigh like one eighty five because he looked more like an outfielder. Yeah, and he must because he didn't need to run. Nobody needs to see him run. Yeah, but you know, you so he could eat like crazy. You talk about frail, and I know this is a long time ago, but what sadder image of a quarterback do you have when you think of the word frail? Do you have in your mind other than one Tom Brady in that? extra-large T-shirt and baggy shorts that he was wearing. Well, when his T-shirt was off and he's standing there with no shirt, just in his gym shorts, he looked like a guy who played uh, uh, club basketball in college. All right, I was going to go field hockey. But yeah, yeah. He could have been. He'd be more muscular. Yeah, he had no muscular definition at all. And, of course, he's worked like crazy to transform his body because yeah. he has that that – that inner competitiveness in him to win. And they said Young is like that, too. And another good thing about Bryce Young, they say, is his personality. And I and we'll have to get Ryan Fowler. Yes. He's covered him for the talk show in Tuscaloosa because Ryan says there's no no player he's, he's seen in Alabama more impressive at the podium than Bryce Young. You know, you're going to hear things as you get closer and closer to April 27th. Right, it, it's typical. I mean, you his get, shoulder you, needs surgery. Well, not to, not those things. I don't want to hear those things. But just about their personality, you get to know them. We kind of got to get to know Bryce Young over the course of the last week. He took the podium. 
you know, he was talking about how he's going to play in the bowl game with Will Anderson. Everybody for Alabama is going to be playing this bowl game. Nobody's sitting out. And I loved what he'd said and, and the reasoning why he decided to do it. And he's talking about playing with his brothers and, you know, it's just it's the last time he wants to see things through. And um, I, I like that head on his shoulders and that way of thinking, like, you know, living in the moment. You may never get this opportunity again. No, it doesn't mean a college football national championship. But it is the freaking Sugar Bowl, and it's going to be the biggest bowl game, right, that he'll have had an opportunity to play in uh, since sitting behind Max Jones when they won the title in 2020. But um, I, I just – I don't even remember what bowl he just game better he not get last hurt. year. But yeah, I hope he doesn't get hurt. But I, I, I like to hear that. I want to know what we're going to learn that we're going to be surprised by. From Bryce Young, you know, things that sound really good now that we're excited about, you know, we could talk about all the measurables and things like that. And we'd seen him play and look, Alabama wasn't Alabama, but hell without Bryce Young, they might have lost a lot more games this year, you know, without him. He kept that team in games. So just the the intangible stuff, who is he as a leader? I read a story what the other day that he's taking his lineman out to dinner. I mean, that's how many college quarterbacks, you know, do that course i don't know what kind of nils today i was gonna say i don't know what kind of nil deal he has i imagine it's pretty sweet but they have the flexibility to be able to do that stuff now when they bring young in here when you can bring in 30 prospects i remember when they brought in deshaun watson and they took him into the cafeteria and a bunch of veterans just gravitated to him because they'd seen him win a national championship and they saw him lose the national championship and and rick smith said one of the Many things he liked was when he was in the building, the way people gravitated. They wanted to meet him. They wanted to talk to him. Everybody tells me when Bryce Young talks, everybody's blown away. Yeah. Didn't sound like an old man, though. He sounds very young when he talks. <laughs> well, it's because he need, is. I know. I need a little you bit more. You can be young and sound good. You don't need to be old. No, nah, but he, he needs some more bass in his voice. You know, but he, I mean, he sounds totally different when he's, you know, calling audibles on the field. You know, every every quarterback has that same sound to them. You know? <laughs> you can't tell them apart. <laughs> you can't. Absolutely not. He's John McClain, Sean Bajani in for pain in Pendergast. Um, you know, C.J. Stroud. Is, a, is another guy who's going to be an option uh, with the number one overall pick. And even if it's not number one, these guys are all going to be, you can only take one guy number one. If it's if it's the Texans, if it's the Bears, there's going to be availability for these guys. C.J. Stroud, I haven't heard a lick about him really hardly at Strakey. all. You haven't done a deep dive into him but yet. I've watched but, about 10 of his games. And what do you think in relation to Bryce Young? He had great receivers Last year, he had great receivers. This year, the best in college football, Marvin Harrison Jr. He had talent around him that Young did not this season. And the thing that I saw of him is he he might go a quarter or a half, not do much, and then be great. Throw four touchdown passes. And I just, when I watched him, I thought streaky. Last game of last year, he was fantastic. And uh, he's 6'3". He's another great guy. I've listened to him in interviews, and he's very impressive. And what he did in college, as I've said for decades, it doesn't matter. And NFL will say, no, 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 that's not true. Of course it matters. We follow all that. No. They ooh and ah when they see him in shorts and T-shirts. Mm-hmm. They ooh and ah when they go to dinner with him, when they interview him at the combine. And these quarterbacks are going to be impressive, number one, 
their agents start getting them help for speaking way ahead. I was just going to ask you and about that. And they train them. Not only do they train them physically to get ready for the combine and their pro days and their private workouts, but they the way they sit and deal with people. Mm-hmm. And I had an agent that had me talk to his clients a couple times for the combine. And I'd tell them little things like, if you sit like that with your feet up on the table, that's going to turn a lot of people off. And you might be tied with another player. And I use a great example here. In 1984, the Oilers were torn between Nebraska guard Dean Steinkuhler, best offensive lineman in the country, and uh, outside linebacker Wilbur Marshall from Florida. Both of them came in here, spent a day over there, and they were tied. And then they took Steinkuhler, who became a really good guard, because they had been so much more impressed with him on the way he talked, the way he, the way he greeted people, mm-hmm. when they when they discussed things with him. And Marshall became a great outside linebacker with the Bears who ended up here. And I thought at the time, that cost Marshall a lot of money. Yeah. And I always tell people, look people in the eye, shake their hand. When you talk to them, don't mumble. You know, talk to them, look them in the eye. When you sit, sit on the edge, don't slump. Don't give them anything. You shouldn't be the impression. first person telling these guys no, this. No, well, I'm not now. <laughs> no. That was but 20 I mean, years ago. No, I'm just saying like. Now they're all prepared for everything. Yeah. But I mean, you know, you're talking about college guys. You know, going into the NFL, this is something, you know, with college availability that it that it's become now, what, just in the last 20 years. This is something they should kind of be prepared for already. Might, but not well, all some of them are going to yeah, accept it. Some of them aren't, and yeah, that's. I guess maybe that's probably the first indicator, John. Right? You could see who exactly isn't isn't coachable. <laughs> but when you hire an agent, and that agent is paying fifteen grand for you to go live at a place and work out to get ready for the com- combine in your pro days, they're teaching you a lot more than just the physical part. And you may you may learn it, you may be good at it, or you may not be. Yeah, he's John McClain, Sean Bajani. In for pain and Pendergast. When we come back, is there a, oh, excuse me, we're going to take a trip around the NFL. Uh, talk about the uh, Broncos firing Nathaniel Hackett yesterday and an interesting choice for the interim head coach um, and plenty of other storylines in regards to the league. We mentioned this yesterday too, John. Uh, Rob Gronkowski considering a return, an update there. That's next at Sports Radio 610. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. 
Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. And for Payne and Pendergast, I'm Sean Bajani, and he is John McLean, presented by Horn Solutions. Before we take a trip around the NFL, John, you got something really cool that uh, you got going on. Why don't you tell the people about uh, this charitable event, or not event, but uh, project you have? A helmet. Yeah. I wish I'd have, I would have done this before Christmas, and I apologize. I just tweeted this, McLean underscore on underscore NFL. And it is a helmet signed by a lot of athletes like Warren Moon, Mean Joe Green, Clyde Drexler, Roger Clements, and Mattress Mac, among others. And it's for Jay's House. Jay's House is a Houston-based nonprofit serving boys in foster care. And I know how much good they do at Jay's House. But I tweeted it, and they want people, this ball is being auctioned to benefit Jay's house, and uh, it's easier to go to McLean, M-C-C-L-A-I-N, underscore, on, underscore, NFL, but uh, the other one is uh, where it, it is, where it's being auctioned is Give Butter, which is a website.com, Jay's house, 2022 auction. It's for a great cause. Thank you very much. Oh, that's awesome, man. The helmet sounds amazing. Like, anybody that's I'd like to anybody. have that myself. <laughs> well... Pony up the big bucks. I had a, I, I don't collect things, but they're throughout the decade, Sean. I've been to events where there was some really neat stuff that it just didn't have a lot of people bidding on it. Mm-hmm. So I got it, and I would take it home. Carol was, what in the world are you bringing home? Like I would bring, I had Roger Clemens's UT jersey. I had, wow. I got Clemens's yeah. Astro jersey, and maybe. His Red Sox. I know it wasn't the Yankees. And I had Lajuan and Nolan Ryan and Warren Moon and a bunch of them had signed pictures. Yeah. And I thought at some point I want to have a sports room where I can put all these on the walls. Mm-hmm. So we had it. I had everything stored at a storage unit here. And about five years ago, I had Manning jersey, Steve Young, had a bunch. And somebody broke in and stole everything. Oh. And I'm thinking, man, oh, man, somebody made quite all. And uh, uh, and so I told Carol I won't do this anymore. And I really regretted it. And uh, when I retired from the Chronicle in March, I had several helmets that were autographed, given to me with the Gridiron Legends, 
and I have those in my house. I would never put them in a storage unit again. I mean, there's obviously some of those things you could you can't get back, like a Roger Clemens UT jersey. But some of them, I mean, they seem like they would be replaceable they would, level, right? I if mean, your wife tells you, don't be spending the money, and I wouldn't get lucky well, like I did before to go somewhere where the minimum bid was like $100, and I got it for 125 when it should have been 1000 Well, I had this idea with Clements to have his Longhorn jersey, and it was framed at a UT event because well, UT gets a lot of people here in Houston. Mm-hmm. And if you, have an, if you have something at night, people are going to be drinking. And if your wife or your husband tells their spouse, I really want that, would you get it? He bid it up. <laughs> and I thought I could take it and donate the proceeds to an organization. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the best laid plans, they were gone. And the person that was really upset was my wife because she had gotten, she went to some NFL parties. She got a helmet one time by walking around, had Muhammad Ali, had a lot of famous players. Man. And we made the mistake of putting it on a bookshelf. And look up a couple years later, Every name's faded. And I thought, oh, no. I wish I could go trace over them. And I look at that helmet all the time, and all of them have faded. Yeah. And I thought, boy, what, was it what just a the, waste. Was it in the sunlight? Yeah. I, yeah. I put it up. Should have put it in a case. Didn't do it because it was hers. Yeah. And uh, I wish now I had done that. Yeah. My grandfather had one of one of his favorite, my favorite pieces of his. And he didn't collect either. But, you know, he played... 18 years of pro ball. He just accumulated stuff. Yeah. Like you say, you're not a collector, but you probably, if I went to your house, I'd probably see things. I'd be like, no, oh, John collects. Like you've just accumulated certain things. Was a Hank Aaron baseball that he'd Ooh. signed. He got a chance to sit next to him at like one of these Houston baseball dinners. And it was just a, you know, best wishes, Hank Aaron. And I remember distinctly being a little kid, you know, maybe seven, eight years old. And I'd go into the room always and just look at that. And you could make it out. Today, and we did our best to just keep it out of sunlight. Yeah, you can't you can't hardly see it. I mean, it's just maybe like the imprint of the pen at one point in time. You could tell kind of what it is, but it's going to be gone one day, and that that hurts. My buddies Jeff <laughs> Rosenberg and Bobby Mintz over at TriStar. Yeah, I've been over to their place, and they they have one of the best best memorabilia sites in the country. And their their uh, their big events they have here twice a year, spectacular. And I, I, they had this stuff behind humongous security, mm-hmm. a ball signed by Cy Young, a bat. I swung a bat used by Shoeless Joe Jackson. How about that? Jeff has the oldest baseball card in history from the Cincinnati Red Stockings from like the 1860s. And so when I left, uh, one of their guys said, hey, uh, you accidentally <laughs> – Put a baseball in your pocket. I said, "Oh, you saw that, huh?" I was seeing how good their security was. No, you I didn't. I did. I was walking out with that Cy Young ball, and I'm thinking, you know, of all the great things they had in there, they had Babe Ruth, Lou Gehrig, Honus Wagner. I just, for some reason, Cy Young won one more game than anybody in history. And of course, has Cy Young awards. I put it in my pocket. Of course, I wouldn't have stolen it. I would have given it back. But they politely. Said I accidentally <laughs> put it in my pocket and forgot to was it, it back. No way, it was just the ball. It had to be in like a cube. Or it something. was in a, it was in a cube to protect it. <laughs> and but the bat, you know, to sit there and think about. I 
first thing I thought about on Shoeless Joe was Field of Dreams. Yeah, of course. Almost expect, expecting my dead father to come out from a bathroom. And uh, <laughs> it was just for somebody, and I love historical stuff involving sports, especially football and baseball. Yeah. And I think all the cards I used to have, I used to have Mickey Mantle's rookie card, Ted Williams, and I gave all those baseball cards to my little brother for the Beatles White Album. What? And he has no clue what he did with it. What? One time about 10 years ago, when he was about 50, I said I made him. I did make him. I made him crawl around in my parents' attic in the summer when it was like 150 degrees and see if he could find a box that had those baseball cards that maybe, just maybe my mother didn't throw away. And he almost died up there. But couldn't find any boxes. And he guessed that after I gave them to him for the Beatles White Album, he gave them to my mother and she threw them just, away. That's cringe. That, it? oh, <laughs> it's cringe. It's cringeworthy. How much, how, much is a, how much is a Beatles White Album worth today? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> I did a lot you of You can find plenty of those. <laughs> when I was young, Sean. But when I think of monetary, money was not something I thought a lot about. But now when I think about those baseball cards, Pete Rose, Roberto Clemente, uh, all the great players and all the famous Sandy Koufax. And the big deal was to get their rookie cards. Yeah. And I had them all. God. Just make, that makes me hurt my heart. <laughs> that, that makes Every me, time I bring that up, it oh makes me hurt because I think about how much all that was be, be worth. And I, I don't know oh, that I would have sold it. Yeah. I would have kept it and I would have. Add it to show friends. Yeah, well, it's a good insurance policy, too. It's there in case you good need point. it. <laughs> He's John McClain, Sean Bajani. Uh, let's take a quick trip around the NFL. Nathaniel Hackett fired yesterday by the Denver Broncos after a 4-11 and start. Broncos released a statement yesterday uh, immediately after the firing, expressed that they were headed in a new direction. Uh, the timing allows them to start the search for a new head coach. There was a Justina Anderson report uh, yesterday that came out probably a couple hours prior to, and there wasn't really a name on there that you hadn't heard already amongst the uh, hottest commodities that are going to be available to teams. Plenty of them going to be, need, need, be needing head coaches this offseason. But two hours later, after the Broncos fired Hackett, they were told that Jerry Rossberg, whom Hackett hired during the season as a clock management strategist and game management strategist, was going to be taking over the interim role. What you make of that, John? There are a couple things that have happened the last two years that were red flags. That Hackett struggled so much early with clock management and had to bring in a guy to oversee it. That's a red flag. Last year, when Zach Wilson, they were struggling so much they brought in his former quarterback, his quarterback guru, John Beck, former quarterback, brought him to New York and put him on the staff because that's a red flag. Mm-hmm. And um, and so the, the Broncos also fired two position coaches, which is weird. And, and of course, everybody, everybody is going to want uh, Sean Payton. Payton's got to have final say over personnel like he had in New Orleans where he ran everything. Mickey Loomis, his GM, worked well with him, but Mickey was a cap guy, and he knew Sean was the man. Mm-hmm. And so that's the way it's going to have to be if you get him. And early in the season, when he was doing that Fox pregame show, he mentioned what Russell Wilson was not doing 
and what they should be doing, yes. which is what he did in Seattle. And so what happened was Hackett tried to make Russell Wilson fit to what he wanted to do instead of vice versa. And Josina Anderson, when she brought up Daryl Bevel, Russell Wilson's former coordinator, there's a report he would bring Brian Schottenheimer, who was quarterback coach and coordinator with him. Mm -hmm. But I don't know if that's the way you should go about your business. I think you go after the best guy and work from there. But they can't cut him after this year. It's just too much dead money that they would have to pay. They would have no problem giving Sean Payton full control because if their general manager, George Payton, is back after he's the one that traded for him and he's the one that gave him the contract, it'll be a miracle. Yeah, trying to fix Russell Wilson. You don't even know if he's fixable at this point in time. I think he'll be entering his age 35 season next year. And look, I'll be honest with you. I didn't see it. Nobody saw it. But there was a, well, I'm talking not just this year, but just there was a decline, you know, I guess over the course of the last couple of years. Last year he was hurt. And when he was healthy, he had like 23 or 25 touchdowns and six or seven interceptions. Yeah, it was very low. That's no indication Mm -hmm. that he was going to be horse bleep this season. Yeah, lowest uh, career QBR just in this recent performance. Oof. I think a 3.9 or whatever it was. Uh, Rob Gronkowski, we talked about this, I think, a little bit yesterday, um, that he there was rumblings that he could return in 2023 and reunite with Tom Brady. Well, according to Ian Rappaport of NFL Media, Gronk could do just that, tweeting, quote-unquote, I'm bored in recent days. At, if This report is just based off of a tweet. That's cute. I don't think, though. There has to be more to it. A couple of teams have apparently reached out about a possibility of unretirement this year. The Buccaneers, according to reports, were one of them. Is the door open in 2023 for Rob Gronkowski to return, in your opinion? The guy who's retired twice, who's 34 years old, I think the only way he would play is if Brady, and Brady tried to get him to come to Tampa, and he didn't want to do it, Mm -hmm. is if Brady... Resign with the Buccaneers or went somewhere else. And what kind of market is there going to be for Brady? And, you know, people say, well, the 49ers wanted him. Well, the way things are going with Brock Purdy and you, you pay dearly to get Trey Lance, I wouldn't want to bring Brady out there and upset that. You know, what's with Denver, would they want him to come to Denver? Miami's not going to be getting him like they tried to do with him and Sean Payton with Tua Tungavailoa playing away. He was playing until recently, and so I don't know what the market would be other than Tampa, and maybe the Jets want him to come up there. But I could see him coming back with Brady, but not anywhere else. You mentioned Tua. Uh, He's the last uh, story I've got here. Placed in concussion protocol again. His status for Week 17 against the Patriots in doubt after – he was once again, this is, I think, the third time this season he's placed in concussion protocol. This was something that happened after the game. Like, he went they and don't said, know hey, I'm not feeling right. They have no idea. So, again, this might be the second time he's played through and with a concussion in an NFL game. What kind of concern do you have to have about Tua's health this year, long-term, and just really the process to identify – Really, it's failing to identify these things in a game. The, the the media went over every play, and somebody wrote, okay, if this is the play 
where he got the concussion. Here were his stats before it. Here were his stats afterward. But you don't know if that was it. Yeah, They couldn't say for sure. Nobody brought it up on TV. But he showed symptoms after the game. Mm-hmm. And um, Teddy Bridgewater looks like he'll play. They need to win. And uh, and guys that go into concussion protocol like Titus Howard and uh, Jimmy Morrissey, generally they don't come back immediately. Mm-hmm. Now maybe having uh, an extra day would help, but generally guys, if you're in concussion protocol, you don't come back before two weeks. Mm-hmm. So hopefully Tua could come back for the last game in the playoffs and uh, – you know, I've seen so many guys play with multiple concussions throughout their careers, and I'll be with a bunch of them around the Gridiron Legends at the bowl game tomorrow, next two days, and they don't have issues, and they played when you could hit people in the head. Now, a lot of them do, and a lot of them don't, and so you never know for sure, but hopefully Tua will be back sooner rather than later. But yeah. even though, if it's something like the broadcasters see it and the experts don't, that's one thing, but nobody saw that. No, and you know, concussions is just another one of those things that you never know how, it, you can't base it off of what happened to somebody else. Everybody's different. Your body's just, you're going to react differently to those sorts of things. And the fact that you're pouring over every single play of the game and you can't accurately identify when something like that happened is kind of crazy to me. He's John McLean, Sean Bajani. McLean presented by Horn Solutions in for pain in Pendergast. Coming up next, are the Astros ready to move on from this fan favorite? I'll tell you who it is and discuss next. When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we are all realizing that the quality of our air, especially our indoor air, is really darn important. In 30 minutes, Puro Air will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at GetPuroAir.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. In for those guys, I'm Sean Bajani, and he is John McClain, presented by Horn Solutions. If you'd like to be a part of the program, 713-572-4610 does it. You can call or text the trailer wheel and frame. Text line 713-572-4610. So, little Astros... uh, conversation here and i saw an article last night from Brittany garoli of the athletic who covers the astros 
um, they were talking about like the most important move, what's left, what what are their biggest needs. And I was really kind of surprised in her analysis and breakdown of the Astros in that, to me, there is a glaring hole here that she failed to cover. And I wonder if maybe I'm kind of overstating the need. So I kind of want to bounce this off of you, McLean, and see what you think. But before we get there, the most important move is what this offseason for the Astros? What did they do that was the most important for you so far? Was bringing in Jose Abreu. Check. And yep. then the one that lost was Justin Verlander, but we'd been conditioned for him to leave. And people never as a team lost a Cy Young Award in which people just went, Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> because they've got a deep staff and we knew he was going to be all about the money. You know, I, I wish that he'd have thought, okay, I've been not stealing money for two years, but one start in two years, I was paid a lot of money to do rehab. I think if they offer me this, that everybody always wants the money, and I don't blame him. And I thought it was very interesting when uh, he was being interviewed after they clinched the World Series, and his wife, Kate Upton, came on there, and she said, I wouldn't want him to play any place where the fans booed their players. That just doesn't seem yeah. right to me, and that's one reason he loved Houston. And now he's going somewhere where fans boo their players when they don't perform. Wasn't it in New York when the Astros were playing against the Yankees where he gave, uh, I don't know if it was double rods, but wouldn't it? was Philadelphia when he gave him the double. Yes, he gave him the finger. (laughs) And uh, the move that I still wish they would make is to bring in a a center fielder who could hit. And the one I'm not worried about is the lefty in the bullpen because they won a World Series without having – a contribution from Will Smith, who had done well for the Braves and clinched the uh, play the World Series victory over the Astros in the previous one, because they've got some guys like Hector Neris who do well against the lefties. Yeah, I don't. They don't really have a hole. Now, we want them to get a better utility guy, but I, well, I think the it, Astros John. are ready to go to war right now. Yeah, and look, I I think they're deep enough to which where one they did she leave could. out? What you just said, the utility role, and I. It wouldn't even a mention in in the analysis of remaining needs. She talked about how you know they went into the winter looking to upgrade a catcher, and you know which they did not. They did not. No, all the top targets you know came pretty swiftly off the board. Um, now who they're going forward with Maldonado, and then a combination of uh, Lee and Diaz likely competing for that backup spot in spring, unless somebody else factors into it. The loss of Verlander, you're not worried about that. No mention of the utility role, which, like, I, I just I feel like that is so vital on this team, particularly with, you know, the left side of the infield. Because what Aledmus Diaz allowed you to do, I mean, he played all over. He could just literally like play Marlon anywhere. Gonzalez. They've gotten a yes. lot of mileage out of those two guys yes. over the last six years. And how valuable have both of those guys been Very. at various points? Now, you may do, I'd say, better. Than, you did a little bit better than they do. You won the damn World Series without, you know, really any contribution from Aledmus Diaz. It was but awful. Defensively, what he's allowed you to do during the regular season is what we talked about as being so beneficial to the Astros in the postseason is resting guys like Bregman or Pena or Altuve or even at first base at Yuli if he needed to step in in a pinch if somebody else can't do it, or even a corner outfield spot. You don't want to see him out there, really, but, you know, he was a body. And his bat was good enough 
that you know you you could kind of blindly just you don't you don't really pay attention to what he's doing in the field. It's non-factor because he's going to deliver at the plate. That really wasn't the case for Aledmus this year. But just because you you skated by without that contribution to me doesn't mean that you can continuously do that because there are so many other question marks with these role players on the bench for the Astros. If it's David Hensley, yeah, he was nice, but it's a small sample size. Um, They're going to make other moves. They're going. I still yeah. think they'll bring in a veteran utility guy like that. I don't think it'll be Yuli Gurriel. He's not a shortstop. He played first and third. I wish they would sign him, but not in that role. I still think they will find somebody to play that role. He's John McLean, Sean Bajani with you at Sports Radio 610-713-572-4610. You can call or text. Instead of a phone call here, let's get out to Clear Lake, talk to Scott. Welcome into Sports Radio 610. What's up, Scott? Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. How are you? Great. Thank you. Um, uh, first of all, Sean, thanks you know, for joining us at Battle Red Blog. That was uh, some great content that you gave us uh, this past week. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, for sure. The sit-down about the, the Texan stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I was listening to y'all talk about Bryce Young, and I guess you know my question is, is that um, obviously, I mean, he uh, he's the guy that we prefer over there, but... Um, if, if he's the pick, you know, what kind of offensive system do y'all think fits him best? And, you know, do you see them uh, completely fleshing out this coaching staff or do you see them bringing a new uh, offensive coordinator? Because I, I don't think, you know, the Pep Hamilton system is obviously what's going to be best for him. And just wonder, you know, who are some names out there that you think would be a, a nice fit for what, what uh, physical traits, you know, that he brings to the game? Thank Appreciate you very it. much. Happy Thanks, New Scott. Year. I have no clue because if Lovey Smith <clears throat> is back, I think Pep Hamilton's gone regardless. But I think if Lovey comes back, they're going to have a hard time getting an offensive coordinator and play caller who they can get a quarterback coach who is going to come in here and, and think, well, I could be gone in a year. And I think if Lovey's gone, they bring in a new head coach. That's the best chance. But whoever they get, I want it to be somebody with experience somebody who has got a track record that you can look at and maybe more than one team. Yeah. You say he's coached a guy. You know, I I love the way Bryce Young will roll out of pressure like Russell Wilson does. Roll to his left and roll to his right. You know, a guy who would I think would be really good to coach him, Gary Kubiak, love to run the bootleg, have a good running back. They got a good running back. Fake it to Damian Pierce and then roll right on the play action and catch the tight end coming short or the wide receiver uh, coming long. And and he can still throw from the pocket. He just got to have the pocket presence, which he does, a feel for the position to know when to bail and which way to go when he does bail. Yeah, He's got everything you want but size. Yeah, uh, you know, you talk about the pocket presence. That's like the one thing that I, I feel like when I read about Bryce Young, you know, a lot of these analysts, you know, they're pouring over these draft picks and stuff, is the feel. And it, some of them use, um, you know, just he has the uncanny ability. That's that's what I see a lot, the uncanny ability to just feel around him and, and the threats there and just maneuver. And, you know, sometimes that's just innate. And then you go back and you look at some of these quarterbacks that struggle so much in the pocket and, 
you know, you decipher, it's like, well, is it the line? Is it the quarterback? You know, he had a little bit of time. Well, if he's able to maneuver and move around, i.e. David Mills in the pocket, step up, you know, what we've seen or not seen from him, it, that is a thing. And it's it, fearless. It's innate, yeah. He's fearless in the pocket. It's a good he's word to use. Competitive. And when I yeah. say fearless, it's not that he's not scared about, about pass rushers. He's fearless no matter what the situation is, no matter where he is on the field or who the competition is. Well, and I want to talk a lot more about, you know, this. And I'm glad, you know, Scott brought that question up. I think there's so much more meat on the bone there. When we come back, I want to talk about the race for that number one overall pick and a former fan favorite possible Houston reunion. We will get to both of those things when we hit the final hour of the program. That's next. He's John McClain, Sean Bajani, in for Payne and Pendergast. Keep it here at Sports Radio 610. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.